Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This week, I am talking about something I'm reasonably passionate about. (laughs) I'm passionate about a lot of stuff that I talk about on this podcast, I know. But today is centered around marketing and your salon social media in particular. And I follow a lot of beauty salons, you know, cosmetic tattooists, lash artists, nail artists, a lot of different service providers within the beauty industry and the hair industry. And I have noticed that well, so many of us aren't really getting overly personal on our socials. We are just showing our work, really. We're only sharing two of our content pillars. We're only showing the things that we do, so our services. So, you know, before and afters, end results, client testimonials, reviews, things like that. So, we're marketing ourselves, we're marketing our business and we're educating our clients. So, we're sharing content from the education pillar. And educational content can be, you know, how to wash your lashes, how to keep your blonde hair toned, how to properly do an at-home facial. You know, this is education type content. What we're really missing from our content is really relatable and personal content from us as service providers. You know, we're not showing our space enough and we're not showing our faces enough or the faces of our team members. So, the reasoning behind this is because people only buy from people that they feel they know and that they like and that they trust. So, If you are not talking on stories, you're not sharing images of yourself, your team, your space, you're not allowing people to get to know you as the service provider, they can't form any sort of connection with you. Basically, you are a nameless, faceless brand and you don't want to be like that. Social media is called social media because it's meant to be social. You need to be social. We're not meant to be trying to sell 100% of the time. We're on socials. Clients are going to feel way, 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 way more inclined to book in with the salon that shows a bit of their personality, their team's personalities, They let their sense of humour shine through or, you know, their wacky little idiosyncrasies, you know, funny things that you might be interested in. That might be the gateway for a certain client to actually connect with you on a deeper level. You know, like if you you share that you are into astrology 
and you want to put daily horoscopes on your stories, you know, that might appeal to a whole number of clients or potential clients that are into the same thing. And normally we attract people that are like us into our businesses and they are essentially our ideal clients. So, when you let more of yourself and your own personality shine through your socials, you are just going to attract more and more of your ideal clients. You should never be trying to please everyone. And when you try and please everyone, basically at the end of the day, you end up pleasing hardly anyone, nobody sometimes. And if you are constantly sharing the same type of content, marketing, 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 lash photo, lash photo, lash photo, brow photo, brow photo, brow photo, you know, before and after brow photo, uh, review about a brow service that a client had in your salon. You know, essentially it's the same type of content. You are going to cause audience fatigue. Now, when your audience is fatigued with your content, they know what to expect from you all the time and they just scroll straight past it. So, if one of your posts does make it into their feed, they're going to scroll straight past and not engage with that content at all because they're sick of it. They've seen a million lash photos from you. But hey, you know what would stop the scroll? A really cool photo of you introducing yourself or telling a story about, you know, some results that you got your client. Or, you know, something that happened in the salon or some education that you did on the weekend, how you're leveling up your skills. People connect with people. They don't connect with nameless, faceless brands. So, another reason why I bring this up is because so many people, you know, from at conferences and things like that, you know, they'll come and introduce themselves and there might be someone that I have interacted with quite a lot on Instagram, but I actually have no idea what they look like. You know, I know the name as soon as they say which salon they're from. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, oh, my God, yes, we were having that funny conversation about such and such, you know, or this or that or whatever. But I don't know what they look like and it's a real shame because – People, if you are, especially if you're a sole operator, people should associate your face with your brand name. You know, especially if you've got a salon name, a business name that doesn't have anything to do with your name, which is great, by the way. I recommend that you 100% do that all the time because you don't want to be another Lashes by Lauren or (laughs) Lashes by Cordelia or, you know, like, yeah, it's just been done and yeah, I think if you're going to have a legitimate business, you should have a legitimate business name, salon name for yourself. But that is a whole other topic that I could talk about on a whole other podcast episode. You are going to get more engagement. People are going to get to know you a lot better if you show more of yourself. And I know that it is difficult. I know that it is very hard to get on stories and just be talking, like feeling really comfortable, feeling confident enough in yourself just to get on there and talk. And a lot of people will say to me that I come across very confident on stories and I'm just going, oh, really? You know, it's always an effort. 
yes, it has gotten easier over time. And I do believe that talking on camera is something that you are not good at instantly. You need to practice. And the only way you practice is just by getting on there and doing it. And I'm sure if someone had a screen recorded a story of me from 12 months ago and compared it with a story that I recorded yesterday, it would look and sound very, very different because inside that 12 months, I've been consistently doing it. Like at least every second day, I've been talking on my own stories. And it's like a muscle. You know, you need to consistently work at it to build it up and make it better. So, if you are feeling totally, totally out of your depth talking on stories, you can just start off small. You know, just put a photo or a boomerang up of yourself and, you know, write a caption on the image. Or you can talk while the camera is focusing on something else and add closed captions in. So, people get used to the sound of your voice. You get a little bit more confident in speaking or being recorded speaking and then work up to actually speaking while you're looking at the camera. Another little trick is to look straight into the camera on your phone. So, don't look at yourself on the screen. Your eyes will look like you're focusing in a weird, weird way. You're not looking directly at the person. So, you need to know where your camera is located on the front of your phone and look directly into that. That's another really big mistake that I see a lot of people making when they are talking to the camera is not looking at it. Start off small. Just take baby steps. Don't try and be perfect from the beginning. Nobody is. And remember that you you are always going to be your own harshest critic. So, I actually don't watch back any of my stories where I'm talking because I just start critiquing myself, picking myself to bits, and it's not a good place um, for my head to be at. So, I usually will just record it, go back once, add the captions, the closed captions in, and then I'll post I don't even worry if I say um too many times now. I, I, It doesn't bother me if I stuff something up. I just try and correct myself and move on because I don't want to get stuck in a cycle of recording one one minute long story sequence for, you know, over half an hour. And trust me, I have been there. I have done that. I've re-recorded things, you know, 15, 20 times because I thought that they weren't good enough. So, we all go through the same doubts and and fears of being judged when we're recording ourselves talking. But, you, you know, the more you do it, the easier it gets and the more confident you will feel and the more clients you'll attract. So, people that, I'll say again, the people that feel they have a connection with you, they feel that they know you, they are going to be way more likely to come and spend money in your business. They're going to feel like they can contact you and ask questions about your services or prices or anything that you have available because they already feel as if they know you. So, they're not going to be scared to reach out. I know that I don't feel comfortable reaching out to brands or businesses on Facebook that aren't very active on their posts or aren't very active on their stories, you know, and I don't really know who I'm talking to. I would way rather address a business, you know, by the person I know who is running the social media. So, yeah, have a think about what you look for in a business when you are choosing 
somewhere to go for a service. I'm sure that you would rather approach the business that shares more funny things that you have in common with them or shares images of their space and their team having a fun time because the vibes are good. So if I actually go into my Instagram insights for my my salon, Alua Lash and Beauty Bar, the posts of individual team members or the team together, whether they be reels or static images or carousels or, or whatever, just with faces of the team, these are our highest engaged posts from the last two years. So always, always, always get more engagement on Instagram, like quadruple, 10 times more engagement from the posts that feature our team and their faces and some sort of story than just sharing images of, you know, before and after a full set of volume lashes or, you know, an awesome set of brows that we did or something like that or a quote or a meme or something something similar like that that, you know, people have seen before and they're going to see it again. Have a look at your insights. Have a look at what has worked well for you in the past. And if you have shared an image of yourself or your team I'm sure it's going to be up there as one of your most highly engaged with posts. And, you know, if you want to succeed in this social media game, it is a good idea to check your insights, seeing what has been engaged with the most in the past and creating more content like it because that is what your audience likes. So if you're not doing it already, I challenge you to put yourself in your feed, put your team in your feed, put yourself and your team in stories. Video content works even better than images. So reels, lives, and just talking on stories, they will work wonders for your engagement rate. So that's all I've got for you this week. I will see you all online soon. If you want to reach out and connect with me or ask any questions about anything that we talked about today, you can find me on Instagram. So it's Lauren Lappin underscore. So that's L-A-U-R-E-N-L-A-P-P-I-N underscore on Instagram. Or you can join the Lash Business Lounge Facebook group where we talk all things Lash Business related. Thanks again so much for listening. My name is Lauren Lappin. Catch you all again soon.